Welcome to We Are Wrestling Podcast. This is a podcast about wrestling. Yep. Yes. And <laughs> there was some wrestling this week. I mean, there was a lot of it. Yeah. So let's start with the most irrelevant show, NXT. <laughs> it is. Dude, this was so... It was so dumb and weird. It was really dumb and weird. But it started out with something very unexpected. It started out with Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov. Reason I say it's unexpected is because Trick was super fucking over. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, that was so fucking weird. It's like, wait, when did this happen? Like, We've been watching this whole time. When did he get over? And how did he get, like, better? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, did we miss episodes? But, like, nobody missed the episode. So what the fuck happened? Yeah. I don't know. I literally have no answers for this. It's just, like, it happened. It was, like... He was super over, and I know, like, last week when he called out Ilya Dragunov, he had, like, the little few fans cheering for him, and I was like, oh, okay, that's something new, but then, like, this week, it was, like, a bunch of people cheering for him. It's like, what the fuck just happened? I have a theory? And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't pay attention to this shit? Are we in his hometown here? No, they're still in Orlando. That's weird. Oh, okay, then. I don't know then. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Like, and then JD McDougal came out and distracted Ilya Dragunov. But Ilya Dragunov still got the win. So it's like, okay, what was the point there? It, I guess a test trick. I guess. So. Then we had Fallon Henley talking to Josh Briggs. And she's like, I've been calling him and I can't get him. And Briggs is like, dude, he's like, he's going to be fine. You need to talk to your partner. And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about her. I'm like, how the We're fuck did you? <laughs> dude, when she said that, I was like, how the fuck did you forget? Like, that's your partner. Like, and not only your partner, your tag team championship partner. Exactly. Like, if you're just partners, fine. Like, fuck it. Like, break up if you want. But you're champions now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, then we have a Miko Satamora murdering session. How about that? I was looking at this like, I don't know if any of these girls are in the PC, and I hope they all are, but, like, Mako is working these girls out. And so Roxy goes, I want to help. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and Roxy comes in, and Roxy does all of this stuff, and her and Mako said more doing stuff, and it's like, okay. And she's I thought pushing you were all matter with that shit. No. I thought you were gonna say Roxy rocked it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it 
this was like super weird because it's like she's trying to like keep up with her and it's like training hey I'm gonna train with you and I'm gonna train super hard it's like okay but you're already good like she's not like it's not like giving you an extra edge like you're just seeing how she's gonna try to murder you like it's nothing getting done here pretty much so then after that Tyler Bate comes out and this was fucking weird Tyler Bate comes out and the crowd just start chanting for fucking Grayson Waller it's like the fuck are y'all and it was so bad like it took Tyler Bate off of his game because he was like had a whole promo and he's like kind of fucked it up because they just kept chanting for Grayson Waller it was like what the fuck are they doing like this is so weird I feel like this crowd like was like ass backward yeah, like they had like they had some weird pills this week because it was like, what the fuck? Like some of the stuff you guys are doing is just so fucking random. Yep. So then the schism came out, basically telling him he needs to enlighten himself or whatever the fucking tree branch bullshit that they're trying to sell him. It's like, uh, okay. By the way, I swear they got cheered too. They did because, like, for some reason, the people are against Tyler Bate. And this was what fucking me up with this whole entire thing. It's like a lot of people, they just, like, started booing. It's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So then Chase U comes out to stop the schism. They're like, no, we're going to have a tag team match. Y'all beat up the hell. Uh." It's like, okay. So the match happens and the whole thing is happening and then Thea Hale gets scared by Ava Rain and it causes Chase U to lose. And Duke Hudson says, you have to stop babying her. You have to let her grow up. And at first just looking at that, that kind of seemed weird, like a little off. It was like, eh, that's a little weird there. But then thinking about it, it's like, no, I, I think he's right. He, he's right. It's because she's a scary little baby that she needs to grow the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people are gonna interpret it as him being a heel, but nah, like he he's right about that shit. Yeah. If anything, it might be like it might be the fact that she she's actually the heel and she did that on purpose. I. I hope that is because like this whole thing is it, something needs to happen with this whole entire situation. That's all. Yeah. Something needs to happen. So then we get Von Wagner and he's in the back talking to fucking Roger Strong and he's not Roger Strong, Robert Stone. And Robert Stone is trying to talk to him and then here comes Tony D'Angelo and stacks two dimes. And they just beefing with him and they're like, yo. You need to get your mind right, or we're gonna fuck you up. It's like, okay, whatever. Then we get. You fucked me up when you said Roderick Strong. (laughs) Yeah, I I fucked up. I miss him. Yeah, how about that? So then we get Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey, and Mackenzie says, Drew, why did you do it? And Drew says, because he listens to me 
And he is not afraid to go the extra mile like Hank was. Hank was afraid. Hank would always try to pull me back when I went the extra mile. But Charlie Dempsey, he knows exactly what to do to break a man. And I was just like, well, duh. Like, that seemed like the normal part of the story where it would go. So, duh. Yeah, that wasn't, like, out the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. So, then we get another Soul Ruka promo. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want them to show any more Soul Ruka promos. I'm serious. I don't want to see this anymore. Because okay. every week, dude, every time they show these promos, it's like she is a not human. She is in, she's more inhuman than Darius Martin. I'm like, come on, dude. This is insane. The shit that she's doing is like, come on. You gotta chill. Like she's gonna that be a great new name. I I hope so. So then we have JC Jane versus Indy Hartwell. Because this was set up last week. And this match ended because Gigi came in. And I was mad. I was mad at this. You wanna know why I was mad at this? Why? We never got to see what JC's new finisher is. That's why I'm mad. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but the crowd loves Gigi. Gigi was the star of that segment, beating up JC, running her off. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, a lot of people see a lot in JC, which you also see. I mean, mm-hmm. not JC, Gigi. You see, you see it in Gigi, and you're like, Gigi is the star. Gigi is the best. And it's like, I, I kind of see it the opposite, but time will tell. Yeah. Like, JC's, like, the, Gigi's not the star. Like, I don't think that way. They're mm-hmm. equal, like, um, playing fields, in my honest opinion. But, like, physically, if you look at uh, um, Gigi, like, she has the look, you know what I mean? Like, she stands out between the two. That that's the only difference, but they they they're equal as far as being a star. Like they're both gonna shine. Yeah, we'll, and we'll definitely see them take off when they have their match. Probably at Roadblock or Stand and Deliver. Yes. So then we get more of Mako Satomura training with Roxy, and she's basically telling Roxy, "Yo, I think that you got what it takes to be a champion, but I'm still gonna beat you." She's like, all right, whatever. So then we see Gallus boys coming out. And behind them, you see two dudes in fucking shirts with a cake. They're walking behind Gallus. Gallus did not notice them. And at first, I'm like, oh, that's pretty deadly. They have a cake for Gallus. Oh, that's what's happening. Okay, I I I thought I was the only one that thought they were pretty deadly. No, I thought it was pretty deadly. Okay. And so then we have Zoe Starks. She pops up and she's talking. She's talking to Mackenzie and Mackenzie's like, yo, did you have anything to do with Nikita Lyons dying? She's like, no. Like, I don't even care. Like, why do you keep asking me about her? And then she just, like, start talking about the women in the women's division. It's like, okay, like, it's better for you to do that on Twitter. Like, here is just, like, 
it doesn't make sense because like there's nothing to attach that whole story to NXT right now. So it's like, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. So then we get BBC versus Gallus and the two dudes with the cake come out and they're just out there and Gallus looks at them. Gallus kills the BBC and you're like, okay, cool. And as they're standing there with the dudes with the cake, they beat the shit out of them. And then pretty deadly beat the shit out of Gallus. You want to know what's weird? What's weird? The people fucking cheered pretty deadly. <laughs> like, I, I like pretty deadly, so... Yeah. No. But then again, then again, I'm an asshole, so... No, I like pretty deadly, too. The reason it's weird is because they're fucking heels. They're fucking heels, and everybody just, like, two weeks ago was booing them. Now, all of a sudden... No, we love Pretty Deadly. Like, the fuck is going on here? It was opposite day for sure. Yes. So, then Amanda Kaziz says, Hey, I hate you, Apollo. You're acting like the victim when I'm the victim. You left me behind. So now, I'm coming to settle the score. Yep. I, I, I am, once again, checking out of this that that whole entire thing I'm just checking out of it I, I'm done it it's stupid <laughs> it's typical trope like they do that a lot so like yes so then we log on to Stevie Turner's Twitch stream and they're asking her oh God. <laughs> yeah they're like Stevie what are you doing and she's like dude we're going to talk about the women. And she brings up Lyra Valkyrie. So basically in my mind, Lyra Valkyrie is going to be her first opponent. Got it. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So then we have Tony D'Angelo versus Von Wagner. And Tony D'Angelo beats Von Wagner because Von Wagner doesn't have a character. And he needs to find his character and be better. So... Then after the match, we get friend of the show, Quinn McKay, or Kelly Kincaid, that's her new name. So she talks to the Don, and Don and Two Stacks say, you know what? We need to end this DiJack problem. And we're going to have a lockdown match at Roadblock. Me and you, DiJack. Now, if you're watching this, Stacks does not look like he's all in with the Don on this situation. And I'm kind of thinking no, he, he I'm kind of thinking he might be with Dijak in this one. <laughs> Either that or he'll walk off and be like, nah, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. So then we have Nikita Lyons and she's saying, I'm going to be out for a year with my injury. I don't believe it's going to be that long. And no, then, I don't either. Then Tiffany Stratton comes up and says, Everybody's been talking about you when I'm the better person, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. It's like, okay, cool. So then we get Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile, and they're standing there, and Tatum's like, yo, Ive, if you did that shit, just let me know. I, I mean, I'm cool with it if, if you did that shit, but if you did it, it you know, I mean, it, it's cool. And Ivy was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we should go train. 
like, all right. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what this situation is going to go to, but it seems like they keep pushing for Ivy and Tatum, one of them, to be the killer. And I'm, I think that's a total misdirect. Total dead misdirect, like a hundred percent. Yeah. So then we get in the backstage and we have Mello and Trick talking, and then Tyler Bates shows up, and Tyler Bates starts talking, and he makes a joke, and Trick laughs. So him and Trick like basically get on the same page, and Mello's mad <laughs> that he's talking to Trick. So <laughs> apparently Mello. Basically, that's how it was. Yes. So Mello wants a match with Tyler Bate next week. Okay. Cool. That's going to be good. Yes. So then we get Ivy now versus Ioba Fire in a one-on-one match with Isla Dawn and Tatum Paxley on the outside. And Ioba Fire gets the win on Ivy Nile. And it was a match. I mean, it's leading to whatever it's leading to. Yeah. Nothing special. So, I mean, then we had Fallon Henley going to Kiana James, and she's like, listen, dude, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I know I fucked up. And she's like, will you forgive me? She's like, yeah, you know what? I think you're jealous. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't see this angle being played out. She's like, yeah, no, I think you're jealous of what me and him have. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm cool. I, I, I like the way this is playing out. Did you notice the point? Like, she made the point to say, like, I don't see why you didn't tell, like, just tell him either of your brother or something like that. That was yes. something to see, too. <laughs> yes. And there's a theory that somebody came up with, which is like, it's not like a out-of-the-box theory. It's just like a regular theory that would already be done. It's like, okay, Zach's not her brother. The dude that she had is Zach. She paid off, but she is banging some guy named Zach. And it's like, that's like the most normal fucking story that it would go to. That's like the most normal thing. Yeah, because like, she she has money, so she can do that. Yeah, and it's like that's the normalest thing to do. It's like I want something different. I want something out of the box. And like that's not it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like the way we fucking called it. Fucking Briggs and um Hendy gonna be the bad guys in this situation. Yes. I'm down for that. Yeah. So then we get the main event, Braun Breaker versus Jinder Mahuti. Now, so somebody, a reputable source, Eric Quotes, online said, the people who are booing Braun Breaker in the NXT crowd are plants. There's like four or five of them that are booing Braun Breaker. So immediately you're like, okay, this guy must know something. He's, he's the guy that he knows everything. And then immediately, there's like five people on Twitter that are part of the NXT universe that's there every week. And it's like, well, if I'm a plant, I need to be getting paid because I booed Braun Breaker. And it's like, 
okay, so these these actual fans who are there are saying they booed Braun Breaker because they don't like Braun Breaker. It's like that's normal. That's fucking normal. Like I I don't understand why people can't understand. It's like repetition. You keep seeing the same guy over and over and over again, especially in NXT where like the title changes every six months. You get a new top guy. We move on. Like this is like he's been the guy for like almost a year, and it's like oh well. They just aren't gonna boo him out of nowhere. No, they're booing him because like they're tired of him. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just like they're tired of him as champion. He's gonna lose the belt and they're just gonna go back to cheering him again. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. So they're having a match. Creed Brothers take out Indu Sheer. Braun gets the win. But then at the end, a lot of people didn't pay attention to this. So Braun gets the win. Braun's holding up the title and he's just standing there and even the announcer's like, now it's on to stand and deliver. But he's holding up the title and on the perch is Mello. Mello's on the perch. He's there looking at Braun and they're just looking at each other and even the, even fucking Vic goes, could, could this be? And before he could get this out, the thing starts popping up and I was like, Hold up, did my cat just sit on a remote? What the fuck just happened? What is happening? <laughs> but no, it was a fucking NXT thing, and it went to Peacock, and it went to Stand and Deliver, and they went to the back, and it was fucking Grayson Waller fucking with the TV screen. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, because I was fucked up about it, too. Yeah, because it, it fucked me up. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, the cat sitting on this? What is happening? But unfortunately, it was just him. And he basically did another thing. He's calling out Shawn Michaels again. I want Shawn or somebody equal to Shawn. How do you see this ending? How do you see this ending? As you just alluded to, like at the end of the day, someone equal to Shawn. It's not going to be Shawn. 100% not going to be Shawn. Shawn's going to show up, sure. Mm-hmm. But he ain't going to fight him. He's going to put someone like put him in his place probably yeah. a legend like on his level you know it's even you know it would be funny because of, like it makes the story even funnier and gives like Grayson Waller something weird like mm-hmm. have have it be somebody like Sean brings in somebody or just like somebody that's already in NXT and Sean have them beat Grayson Waller it would fuck Grayson Waller up, and the reason it would fuck him up would be like, oh, this is another guy you push in front of me. And that would that would fuck him up, and that would make the story, you know, fun. Like, yeah. I, I don't know who it would be. Like, I have a name in my head, but, like, it would make no fucking sense for that person to be in NXT at all. So, like, I'm just gonna just move on from that. Okay, because <laughs> like it's like it just has to it has to be something weird and game changing at the same time. Like it has to be something weird and game changing and like oh my god, like this happened and that would fuck you up and be like oh shit, like this person just beat the shit out of Grayson Waller. All right, cool. 
but yeah, like that. I mean, I just want that story to be over, also, because Grayson Waller is irritating. <laughs> so that was NXT. On to Monday Night Raw. And off of the heels of Elimination Chamber, we're stealing Canada and the one and only Samuel Zinnan comes out and he gets the crowd riled up. Now, let's go into what everybody is talking about, the rumors and innuendo that's been talked about with Sami Zayn. And I love the fact that these people are just like so stupid that can make this thing and throw it out online and everybody online just bites at it. Literally fucking what culture pro wrestling and whatever the fuck the other one YouTube bullshit there. They're they're the first ones to remember the story. They're fucking putting up YouTube videos. Hey, hey, look, hey, look, Meltzer said this. And it's like, Okay, first off, you guys are way too online to keep doing this bullshit. When you hear something, you just make fucking dumbass videos with no fact-checking because you're just like Fox News. You're just like, no, fuck it. We're just going to say this shit with no fucking facts to it. Fine, you do that. I'm not that person. So it's just, it's just abundantly abhorrent that Dave sees this one way and is like, they don't think Sami Zayn's the top guy. They don't think Sami Zayn is this. They don't think Sami Zayn is worth having the title. That's why they didn't let him win. If this was me, I would have had him win the title. And you have everybody else going, yeah, you know what? That would make sense. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no fucking sense. If you're an actual wrestling fan who actually sits there and understands what's going on, you would be like, that makes no fucking sense. If the bigger story is the Cody Rhodes thing, at WrestleMania, it should be that. Wait, but this thing was an anomaly, and you should have had him win the title in his hometown, and it was built up to this, and it's like, yes, that's true, but you do not put the title on him and change the plans. And the thing that everybody used to bitch about WWE, they change plans all the time, they change plans all the time, they change plans all the time. Tony Khan literally was the guy that said, I have a vision of what I want to do with a story, this is it. We do not deviate from that story. We go through with it. And everybody goes, can we have some more of your slurpage? And they just keep going. Fucking Paul does it. And they're like, you fucked up. You fucked up. This thing that you have said, you should have changed it. You should be like Vince. Vince was more open to do this. Why don't you, why don't you fucking change it? And it's like, the thing that you love about Tony Khan, Paul does it. And you're like, Nah, this makes no fucking sense. It's like, why why are people so idiotic? It's just so yeah, brain dead. It's, it's so brain dead. But you know what the funniest thing about it is? Like, they're like, oh my God, this is a thing. And like, these are the people online. You meet people that go to wrestling shows, they have a totally different, they have a totally different mindset of what you have online. They're like, no, I mean, it was a great match and it, it could have been a great moment, but like, yeah, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, no, that's just, that's what I want to see. And it's like, so why does everybody keep saying they want to see Sami Zayn with the title and then drop it at Mania probably? 
I don't know. I I want to see Cody versus Roman. It's like, so why do why do people make up fake stories when they just like they see something and go, oh my god, this this is it? And it's like, no, like that's not it. That's not how it's going. Like people in the real world see something totally different. I said this multiple times, like on the podcast before. People in the real world that's not terminally online are out there going, yo, I see something completely different than you guys. You guys are weird. That's just simple and plain. That's it. Yeah. So Sammy is getting the crowd riled up and he says, I need to talk to one person. Kevin Owens. So Kevin comes out and Sammy's like, you came out there to help me Saturday. So, I mean, listen, I know you want to take down the bloodline, man. So come on, like me and you together, we can take down the bloodline. And Kevin gives the best rebuttal to this. And Kevin goes, no, at Royal Rumble, my family was at home watching me get my ass beat. And you stood by and did nothing until the last minute. When we were here, I knew your family was sitting front row and I didn't want them to have to go through that. So I stopped it. And that's what I did. You want to take down the bloodline? I'm taking them down by myself. You, how about you go call Jay Uso? He'll help you out. And he throws the mic and walks off. And I'm just like, dude, this, like, they added another fucking layer to the, the tag team part of this. And it's like, how can this not close night one? This has to close night one. This is so good. That's that's the end goal. It's the tag team thing. Everybody thinks it's the world title. It's the tag team thing. Yeah, it's like it has like it has to be like it has to end like this. Like it's so good. And in many respects, there's level to this shit. You can't just give Sammy the world title even though he's hot, you know? Tag team yeah. title is just as good, for, especially for this storyline. With him and Kevin, they'll, and both of them will appreciate that more. You exactly. Know I mean? you, the fans got to think about what they want, too, you know? Like, the thing is, here's the thing. The mm-hmm. way that Sammy was, like, the hottest thing right now, that mm-hmm. means the way that they feel about him, they're like, yo, we can go to him later on and throw the title on him, and everybody will love it. And people will be like, exactly. no. and they'll be like, no, it's too late. No, it'll be the perfect time because he still will be world champion. And then like people will be like, oh, we don't like him anymore. And it'd be like, you should have put the title on when he was hot. You put the title on him when he's hot. You still not going to like him. You weren't going to like him for any number of reasons. It's just yeah. the way that people are. It's like Dan so stupid. Cool. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, so it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, so. Fuck it. Do it whenever you, you fucking want. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right now, the storyline is him and Kevin, so fuck it. The yeah. man's a former Intercontinental yeah. Champion. It's not like he hasn't had anything. And an NFC Champion, so. Yeah, and he's gonna have the biggest night at fucking WrestleMania, so like, I, I don't know what you guys are angry about. Yeah. So, Sammy goes to leave, and he gets beat up by bartender Cabron. And bartender is mad. Like, he's mad. He gets in the ring and cuts a promo and was like, yo, you interrupted me last week, so I interrupted you in your hometown. Ha ha, fuck you. So, ha ha, fuck you. 
that's what it was like. So Sammy got up and he told Adam Pierce, he was like, no, fuck this. I want to fight him right now. Sammy gets in the ring. He winds up beating bartender. And people were like, dude, well, why do they have, he was wrestling for the world title. Now he's beating up bartender Cabron. Literally seven days ago, Cody Rhodes, who's main eventing WrestleMania, did the same exact thing. So if you compare the two of them beating the shit out of bartender the way they did, that makes you think Sammy is on the same level as Cody Rhodes. There you go, exactly. people. And not only that, like, like um, need to chime in on this too, right? Months ago, like, uh, like Sammy Zayn on his own against um, Baron Corbin on his own would have got his ass kicked. He would have been buried. Exactly. Ago. W- without the bloodline, whatever, he would be like the cowardly heel, whatever. He would have got fucked up. He beat Baron Corbin's ass. So there's that. Exactly. And people just like, they miss the actual signs that are like right there in their face. They're like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. They don't see the change that went on with, with Sammy. Sammy evolved. Like, mm-hmm. there's, they're, he's a star now. Exactly. So then we have a sit down with Rhea and Dom. And they're talking to Rhea and Dom. And Rhea's like, yeah, I'm going to go. And I'm going to go face to face with Charlotte. And Dom goes, well, my dad works over that show. I might have to go with you, mommy. And Rhea says the thing that we said on the podcast. When they were asked about Beth Phoenix, she said, I'm not done with Beth Phoenix. So now, once she wins the title, she has an already set match with Beth Phoenix. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm totally happy with that. Yeah, you you called that shit, bro. Exactly. So then we had Austin Theory, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put down another legend." Everybody's talking about John Cena coming back next week. I don't really care because I'm the legend. Blah blah blah. It's like, okay, who cares? <laughs> So then we finally get Mustafa Ali versus Dolph Ziggler, and Mustafa Ali gets a win over Dolph Ziggler. To be honest, I forgot this match was supposed to happen that night. <laughs> Dude, like I did too, and like it happened, and like the funny part about it is like when it happened, the thing that was like, um, oh shit. I didn't realize they were actually building a story that meant something, and then they had a match that the story built to, because, like, they showed it, and I was like, oh, shit, I know they have a fucking story. What the fuck? I was like, they, like these non-title like matches, these regular fucking regular show people have stories, and they have stories that build to matches. Wow. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. So then we have Miz and Maurice. And Maurice gives Miz something, a golden card. And she tells him, Yeah, this is something. And Miz says, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Next week, I'll tell you exactly what it is. And I was like, Oh, okay. If it's what I think it is, eh, okay. 
What do you think it is? So a little birdie told me it might be Miz hosting WrestleMania. And it's like, oh, shit. that's it. Because it's funny because like, I heard this and then I also heard about the Tony Khan big thing. And it's like, I heard about both of those things and I was like, hmm, this is a thing that they're actually doing this? And it's like, what? It's like, why? I, I, I was just like, what the fuck? Tony Khan thing was weird. Yeah, we'll okay. get to that. Yeah. But how do you feel about Miz hosting the Hollywood WrestleMania with the A-lister? I mean, it makes sense. Like, he's the A-lister, yada, 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 whatever. But, you know, first of all, I'm tired of the whole hosting. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's just me. But if you're going to get a host, like, probably get someone who actually, like, is more Hollywood than Miz, I guess. Yeah. I would say The Rock, but then, like, if The Rock's there to host, why can't he, like, face Roman, you know? Exactly. So, then we have Cody come out, and they showed a WrestleMania graphic. Here's the thing that, like, I'm mad at myself for noticing day one and people are just noticing this two weeks matter of fact not even two weeks this is three four weeks after the very first one popped up so when they showed the very first match graphic of Cody versus Roman the big Hollywood thing there's stuff written in very small letters one thing it says on there is directed by Vince McMahon. It literally says directed by Vince McMahon. And I told Renegade, I was like, dude, like, I'm not crazy. I don't want to say this out loud, but I see that say directed by Vince McMahon. And he was like, uh, do you think he's back at creative? I'm like, I don't think so, but I just like think that it's because this is his creation that he like gets directing credits. And it's like, okay, cool. And People, like, one of the matches this week, people saw directed by Vince McMahon was like, wait, so that means Vince is back in charge? What? Oh, my God. And everybody had a fucking meltdown. And it's like, no. Triple H is still in control. And this is a thing. And then it was a thing that went off. Once again, a bunch of fucking YouTubers ran with this story. And they're like, somebody said that, oh, wrestlers are walking on eggshells backstage because of Vince McMahon and Vince is changing up things and Sean Ross Sapp said I don't know why you people are reporting this this is nothing what I reported what I mean with the people walking on eggshells are the people in the office one because Vince is back and two they're about to sell the company and a bunch of people might get fired so they're all walking on eggshells because they're scared when I talk to the talent the talent are not feeling this way the talent are perfectly fine and Triple H assures them that everything's fine so no one is he was like I don't even know where you guys are getting this and it's like this is how shit gets misconstrued on the fucking internet it's so weird it's so fucking weird I didn't even bother looking at those videos either. I saw those too. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, like, so, like, 
the funny part is like soon as I saw somebody report this online, I knew immediately what this was and I was just waiting for somebody else to tell like to say it out loud and Sean WhatsApp literally said it out loud was like that's not what's going on. This is exactly what's happening. I don't know why you people are reporting this. If you're going to report it, at least report it right. And that's that was it. So back to the show, we have Paul Heyman interrupting Cody. Paul looks bad. This is fucking hilarious because Paul got stunned on Saturday. Paul is now in a neck brace and he's growing facial hair. And I'm like, at first when I seen it, I was like, damn, how long has Paul been out? And then I realized it was only fucking Saturday and you have like stubble and you look bad. It's like, how the fuck did you do that? They got money. <laughs> it, apparently, yes. So he starts talking about how Dusty left Cody on the road and did wrestling, but that's wrong. He left Dustin on the road. And he did mention Dustin again. This is like the third time somebody in WWE mentioned Dustin. This is very weird. Not gonna lie. Very fucking weird. Yes. So then Paul tells Cody, well, you know that if you become champion, you're gonna have to do this and that and this. You're gonna be on the road so much, you're not gonna be home to raise your little daughter. And your wife is going to be home by herself. Then he says, I'm not implying that Roman is going to do anything. Roman is a married man. Happily married man. Happily married man. But then he goes, but I'm not. And Cody just gets angry and he says, Paul, I don't want to hear from you again. Next time, send Roman. It's like, okay. That fucked me up because I'm like, aren't you married? Yeah, yeah. But he's not happily married, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just married just because. Yeah, I'm just married just because. So. The kids. <laughs> they, so, with Cody calling out Roman, I don't want to see them have a face to face until closer to WrestleMania. Like, I want it to be, like, two weeks before WrestleMania and you get the very first face-to-face with Cody and Roman. Like, I wanted to just build up without them, like, seeing each other and then they finally see each other and it's going to be, like, amazing. Weird thing? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even want that. Just me to WrestleMania. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, that would, that would be even better. That would be even better. <laughs> Like they just yeah. cut promos on each on each show, and then like they never see each other until Mania. I'm down with that. Like, like Roman keep dipping him or whatever. Uh huh. Like he's there. He's only there the weeks that fucking Cody's not. Yes, that that would be perfect. So then we got Asuka versus Nikki Cross, and. Asuka taps out Nikki Cross. Bianca Belair is out there. They point at the WrestleMania sign and Asuka does the blue blood draw. And yeah, I mean, it's a thing. 
he freed Bianca out. Yep. And then Mella says, I want to face Asuka next week. And why? I don't know. <laughs> Even her husband said that shit. Why? Yes. And then Seth Rollins walks up and Kathy Kelly goes, Seth, how do you feel about Logan attacking you? He said, you know what? I don't even care about it. And did he said something, and I don't remember exact wording, but in my head was, he's going to impulsive. Like, I don't know how that, that's I... That's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. But he's going to wind up on impulsive and beat the shit out of Logan Paul. So that that's something. Yeah. So then we got I something... I curved up table, because they, they have, like, a table on, on the front. Yep. I he hope so. Fucking curse something right on that shit. I hope so. So then we get something that's very controversial to a lot of people. I'm gonna ask you how you feel about this. So okay. we get MVP in the back, and MVP is talking, and he tells Brock Lesnar, he said, Brock, you're gonna face almost at WrestleMania. And supposedly they're gonna have a contract signing next week. How do you feel about almost? Versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Uh, it will be like big. What is it? Big men slapping meat. That type mm-hmm. of thing. Like it's fucking better classes. Like it's, I'm okay with it. So it's not gonna be the best match on the card, but like it's gonna be all right. Not the worst match either. Yeah. So there was a lot of people that were angry about this. They were really upset about this, and they're like, "Yo." We don't want this. Like, this is going to be a stupid match. And this is going to be dumb. And this is going to be that. And they were really fucking angry about that. So, I was immediately like, hmm. That seems, hmm. That's all I kept saying was, hmm. That seems, hmm. And then, on the bump, that's where I was really like, okay, that makes sense. On the bump, they were talking and they was like just talking about him and they were interviewing somebody. And they was like, yeah, Brock's gonna face Omos at WrestleMania. And the person basically was like, you know, I would like to face Brock. I mean, definitely would like to face him at WrestleMania. I mean, if he's not scared, then whatever. But then the guy just goes, whatever, and just goes back to talking. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of confirms something that I was thinking. And that person was Gunther. Gunther said, like, he would face Brock at WrestleMania. And it's like, okay, okay. We, we might be getting that, and we might not be getting almost versus Brock. I prefer almost versus, I mean, fucking what? Brock versus Gunther. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually prefer that. But like I said, I'm, I'm totally fine with what Omos been in this match. Yeah, but the thing, here's the weird thing about it is almost being in this match would be fine if almost existed before like three weeks ago. Like almost just showed up and just like showed up out of nowhere and just like we forgot that he existed. All of a sudden, he's here. And it's like, the fuck? Like, what? Weird thing everybody's, like, forgetting, right? Mm-hmm. 
the hurt locker business, as you would say, in your words, mm-hmm. is the whale. That's coming back. Yes. And MVP, the head of that shit, right? The mm-hmm. only reason Omos is challenging uh, um, Brock and no one's putting that together. I know your your smart ass did, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to get revenge for for Bobby. You know what I mean? Like Bob, mm-hmm. like Omos is actually defending Bobby. That's the yes. whole thing. Yep. So if you think about it that way, Omos and this whole thing makes sense. They just no, gotta I'm, like put that together. No, I mean it makes sense, but the thing mm-hmm. is. It's just like he came out of nowhere. He has no hype, no build. Yeah, he makes sense because of the hurt locker business thing. But yeah. also, he has no build as a human. So it's like he just exists. Oh, no, yeah, that, that's the only problem. It's like he just exists. Yeah. And it's like, the fuck? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, but no one put the other part together. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so then we get Seth versus Miz. They have a fight, and Seth curb stomp Miz three times, and the ref goes, "No more. We have to stop the match. You killed him." And it's like, what? Why? Had it been people that got more than that? <laughs> yes, that's why I was like, "What the fuck? That makes no sense." Like I want to say, he curb stomped Brock Lesnar like eight times during the WrestleMania. Yep. So then we had Mella talking to Adam Pierce, and he agrees to the match. And then Chelsea Green calls him. And Chelsea Green, because she has visa issues, even though she's a Canadian, she has like weird Canadian, I can't go back issues. And so she couldn't be on Raw or on a pay per view. So that's a thing. Mm, that's good. So. So then we had Otis and Chad Gable and Bronson Reed showed up. And Bronson Reed looked at Otis and they were getting ready to do something. But Chad Gable said, you're going to fight me later on, not him. Ha ha. So we're getting Otis versus Bronson Reed. Totally fine with that. In fact, yeah. I, I wanted it that night, to be honest with you. Oh, we're get we're getting it soon. We might we might get it at WrestleMania, but we're getting it. Here's the thing though, right? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be where we're going with it, Otis? Mm-hmm. Or is it gonna be just strictly Otis, what we have currently right now? Otis defi- is coming like that's the shit, I think. No, it's definitely gonna be Otis. Okay. So then we had Ding Dog Hello, and we had it with Damn It Control. And they're all out there and they're talking, whatever. And then the MILF shows up. The MILF shows up and she says she's not alone. And then Lita shows up. And her and Lita get in a ring and challenge for the tag titles. Now, here's once again how the internet fucking gets shit twisted. How internet gets mm-hmm. shit twisted because... Trish Stratus was in the building. She was in the building on that day. Trish Stratus was in the building because Trish Stratus was supposed to be the third member of that team. Trish was supposed to be there. And somehow the creative plans got changed. And Trish went home. Instead of Trish sitting there and just being like, oh, I'm just going to watch the show and sit here. Trish was like, no, I'm just going to go home because like, if you guys aren't going to use me today, I'm, I can just go home. It's, it's fine. And people are like, people said, oh, 
Trish walked out because of creative plans changed and she left WWE and she's angry. She has heat. And it's like, no, that's not what happened. Plans changed and she said, well, if you guys aren't using me, I'll just go home. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going home because you guys aren't using me. She just said, yeah, like, like, fuck you guys. It's like more like, all right, I'm cool. I'll be yeah. back when you need me. Yeah, because like she's supposed to be in this WrestleMania thing with Dammit Control and Trish and Lita and Becky. It's supposed to be a fucking six woman. And people keep going, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. No, that's happening. That's happening. It's just the plans wasn't for her to be there this week because it wouldn't have made sense. Oh, we're going to have you do this. Like, what I think happened was they had to push back the tag team title match that they were going to have with Dammit Control and Becky and Lita. They pushed it back a week because of apparently Dakota Kai's injury. They're like, all right, we're going to push it back a week. They push it back, and then here you go. It's like, we're still getting getting the Trish thing. So... So that, that we, tag team match, is that ever something? No, the tag team match is next week. The tag team match is next oh, week. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's next week. So then we get a Candice LeRae interview by Byron Saxton. And she sees Nikki. She's like, fuck this. She's like, fuck this. Wait, wait, wait. I got to talk to her. Nikki, what the fuck is up? Why are you doing what you're doing? Nikki, what is happening? And she goes up to Nikki. And Nikki says... I, I was only following you because I don't have any friends. And she runs off. And Candace is sitting there. And Candace is like, I, I I don't know what to do, but I have to do something. And she just runs off. And I said this weeks ago. I said mm-hmm. out loud, I said, Sanity's coming back. I said, Sanity's coming back. And people were like, no, that's not happening. Nikki just mentioned she's sad because she has no friends. What 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 do you think that that means? Like, exactly. It's, it's just that simple. So, and like, how weird it would be like she's talking her to be her friend, you know? Like, yeah. Weird. Third, so, like, it was weird. <laughs> Nikki mumbled that shit, and I barely heard what she said. Like, it didn't sound like she said that shit. So I want to know how the hell Candace heard that shit. Because Candace was like super close to her, but like I heard it because it was like because at first I was like, why did you tell her you don't have any friends? But then I was like, oh shit, that's right. You you forgot that sanity's coming. Ah, that makes sense. Oh, she made that now. Yeah. So then we get Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed. Fucking awesome match. But on the outside, the beautiful Maxine Dupree gave Otis a card. And Otis was so involved with her that he missed what was happening to Chad. And yeah, it's coming. I don't blame him. Oh, of course. But you're gonna get what you want. You're gonna get full Otis. Otis is coming. So that's gonna be fucking hilarious. Yeah. So then we get Elias, and Elias is out there talking. 
and Elias is talking about he's going to wrestle and he tells Rick Boogs, you better take notes. <clears throat> My God, Rick Boogs is in the back watching the screen taking notes i'm like oh my god that's so good that's so good like how the hell you're actually taking notes like he's writing all this shit down right so yeah. bob, bob lash beats the shit out of elias then he gets on the mic basically saying brock i'm not done with you but right Wyatt, you want some you can get some too ha okay <laughs> So, I mean, whatever. I, whatever. I don't. I don't care about Bray Wyatt versus Bob Lash. It, it is. It is what it is. It's, I mean, it might yeah, be I good. Think it's a good match. Okay, I was just about to say that it might be good, but like, I just. I don't know. I just feel. I don't. Know. Whatever. So, we get to the main event. It's Edge versus Austin Theory for the U.S. title. And Theory is still being Theory. He loses. I mean, not loses. He wins the match. I don't know why I said he loses. He wins the match. And then after the match, Finn Balor just beats the shit out of Edge. Beats him completely. Now we're going to WrestleMania, which I said last week on the podcast was happening. I said it, it was happening, it's happening. Edge versus Finn, WrestleMania. How do you want to see this match? Do you want to see it in a Hell in a Cell with the Demon? Or do you just want to see this match, period? Uh, if we had the Demon, the Edge had to have his version of it. Which he probably will, like the Vampire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hell, this would be fine. Yes, because that was the actual. They were supposed to do that at Royal Rumble, but because of Edge's filming schedule, they couldn't do it. So, WrestleMania would be perfect. Yeah. So, now that was the end of Monday Night Raw. So, go from there to. Japan, because there was the last love Muda bye bye show. And is the party the last one? I, I'll explain. I'll explain it to you because you'll laugh. So this is the last bye bye show, and they're having people from all different companies wrestle in this big match, and mostly from Japanese companies. And it's like this huge event. It's like, okay, cool. We have this happening, that happening. And then we get to the match that everybody want, is talking about. Not the Muda finish, but the match everybody's talking about. Okada versus Kaito Kiyomiya. The one-on-one match. The match starts. And Kaito's getting a little in on Okada. Okada just goes, fuck this. Beats the living shit out of Kaito Kiyomiya. He fucks Kaito Kiyomiya up. Just beats the shit out of him. It was 13 minutes. A normal fucking match of this size should be longer than fucking 13 minutes. It was 13 minutes. Okada dominated the fucking shit out of Kaito Kiyomiya. And then after the match, Okada did the most gangster shit ever. Okada just 
beat him. He hit him with the clothesline. One, two, three. He got up and left. He just walked the fuck out. I don't mean walk back up the ramp. He just walked the fuck out, just left. And they were like, you're like, you're not gonna say anything to him? He's like, fuck him. And just left. I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Okada is the most gangster Okada I've ever seen. He said, fuck him. I'll never wrestle him again. That little shit is not worth my fucking time. I came down here for this. Like, fuck him. And Okada just walked the fuck out. Everybody was like, dude, what the fuck just happened? So, he hates dude. Uh, he does. And like, to me, this is like, it's so amazing because it's like, this is going to lead to another match. This is going to lead to another match somehow, some way. And this just, this is so amazing, this storytelling in this match. It's, it was so great. So, then we get to the main event. Naito comes out because it's Naito versus Keiji Muto. Naito comes out. So, Naito's out. Naito does his thing. Then all of a sudden, we hear Keiji Muto's music. But you hear all of his music from his whole entire era, even his WCW shit, from his very beginning all the way up to now. Every version of his music, they played a piece of each part of it. And like the Japanese fans were fucking losing it because like they know each one of his music. So when they hear each one, it just was popping everybody. And it was like, oh my God, this is this is surreal. And then he came out and he was on a platform and shine the lights on him, just fucking standing ovation. And then we have the match. And the match is going. And Mudo gets Naito down, he gets him down, and then he gets ready to go do the moonsault. He gets ready, he climbs up to the ropes, he stops, he gets down. He, he's like, no, no, it's not right. He gets down, wrestles more, then he gets Naito down again later in a match. And then he's like, everybody wants him to do the body press, but he knows that like, He's fucked up and he can't do it. And he goes up to the top. He gets all the way up to the top. And then he just looks. He just looks out in the crowd and he looks down. And he just gets down. Because he comes to the realization that his time is over. He's done. He's fucking done. This is it. This is the end of Muda. He's done. Kenji Muto is done. There's no more. And he realizes he can't do the moonsault. He can't do all of this shit. He's done. He can't be the legend that he was. He's over and he's dead. And he's just like, he just gets down and he's just, you can see the defeat in his face. And Naito just capitalized on it and hit the Destino. One, two, three. Keiji Muto's last match is over. Naito does the salute to him. He does that. Keiji Muto gets up and he stands there for a minute. And he looks around, he grabs the mic, and he's just talking. In the match, he did, like, a tribute to Kawada and Masawa. It's like, they're legends, and they're legends, and they never got their final match. They never got their final match. One died early, and one just, like, never got his final match. And it's like, okay, wow, that that, that makes sense. So, Kijimuro just... He's standing there and he's like all defeated. And then all of a sudden he just perks the fuck up. And you're like, what the fuck? And he just 
looks, he, he just looks and he looks right at the announce table and he goes, Chono. And Chono's sitting there like, what the fuck are you saying? Chono walked down to the ring with a fucking a walking stick and he looks at Chono and he says, Chono, me and you in a match right now. And Chono was like, what the fuck? He's like, yes, me and you in a match right now. And Chono's like, dude, what? I'm, I'm not even dressed to wrestle. He's like, right now, come on. And Tiger Hattori was sitting there and Tiger Hattori was laughing. He was like, Tiger, you get in the ring and call our, call this match. Come on. So they, Chono gets in the ring and Chono's like, what the fuck? Chono wrestles with Muda, grapples for five seconds, puts him in the STF, Muda taps out immediately. And Chono looks at Muda and Muda looks at him and he says to him, you finally had your last match. And Chono looked like Chono's mind was blown. Like, you're right. I never got my last match. Chono retired, never had his last match. Masahiro Chono. Oh, shit. Masahiro Chono finally has his last match against Keiji Budo. And they both had their last match. And it's like, oh my God, this was so fucking surreal. It was like, I just was like, I was almost in fucking tears. Not fuck that. Fuck almost. I was in tears. Like, these are two of my fucking legends. And it's like, oh my God. He gave him his last match. It was it was so good. It was so good. And wow, then, he didn't even realize he did that time. <laughs> yes. And then Muto walked up to the stage and he basically just was like, I'm done. And he just disappeared. And it just like the crowd was just like fucking crying and losing it. It was it was the greatest it was the greatest go home that you like ever seen. It's like this is how this is how a great retirement goes. Like the only thing next the only thing left for Keiji Muto to do is just go into the WWE Hall of Fame. And that's in a few weeks. That's it. Yeah. I was gonna say that that's really possible right now too, because we don't know really anybody who's gonna go in there. Well, that's the funny part because it's him, Batista, and Lillian Garcia are the three names that are going into the Hall of Fame so far. That hasn't okay. they, they haven't been officially announced, but they are officially announced. And I remember telling you when Nakamura wrestled Muda, I said, "Don't be surprised if Muda goes in the Hall of Fame." This year. Yeah, you did say that. And he is definitely going in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, that was... awesome. Yep. That was Muda's goodbye-bye. So, let's get to Dynamite. Boom. We we had Orange Cassidy versus Wheelie Yuta. I was not expecting this match to be okay. This, This match is actually pretty okay. Yep. Like, as much as Mr. Paint Dry cuts a fucking boring-ass promo, he can wrestle his ass off. And we have turned the corner on Orange Cassidy from going, this guy sucks. Orange Cassidy has actually been blowing our minds lately. So, it's yeah, this this was really good. He turned it up lately. Yes. And Claudio came out and slapped the shit out of Wheelie Yuta and told him, get your head in the game. Stop being a little bitch. And he did. He did. 
Orange, Orange Cassidy gets the win. And then after the match, Orange Cassidy is like, give me a hug, bud. Give me a hug. And Yuta was about to. And then Claudio, like a dad, bring your ass here. Bring your ass here. Get your ass over here right now. And Wheeler Yuta grabs the title and is like, yes, dad. Come on. Come on. We're going home. At That's this it. point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did that strike you as, like, heelish? Yes. Everything about that. Like, the fucking challenge last week struck me as heelish. Everything about yeah. that they have been doing has been fucking heelish. And we will yes. further get to that later on. Because... Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to say that part, but that's why I'm saying yes. like, this part right here. That's why I specified. <laughs> yes. Because then we get Evil Uno in the back, and he's talking to Hangman, and he's telling Hangman, I don't want you to interfere in this. I want to do this myself. So you stay back here. I'm going out there. Like, just just do this for me. I want to take him on one-on-one. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you... You want to do this one on one? Got it. And Hangman is. Uno. Uno get into fucking shape. Yes. Uh, we're gonna talk about that when we get there. Like we're, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that. But okay. Then we have Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks comes out and he says, "Hey, listen, I, I want to go to Revolution and I want to have a match. So I have an open contract. Anybody out there wants to come out." And go to Revolution to face me. And then Jericho's music comes out. Jericho says, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to sign a contract. I'm not going to do it. I'm not stupid. So Jericho's cutting his whole dumbass promo. And then Peter Avalon's like, fuck it. I want to wrestle at the pay-per-view. Jericho just gives him the fucking back elbow. He's like, nah, fuck you. Jericho goes in the ring. He starts talking shit to Ricky. And he basically Ricky basically baits him into signing a contract and he's like I would sign a contract and Ricky's telling him leave your guys at home I'll leave my guys at home I would do it but I don't have a pen and Ricky just says I just happen to have a pen and he gets Jericho to sign it Jericho does the click like the listing and the crowd pops and then he goes you think I'm stupid you'll never outsmart Chris Jericho Ricky Starks just has this look on his face of disdain and then as Jericho walks off Ricky just starts to smile because Ricky outsmarted Jericho even fucking x pointed out like I think he did and you know what was really like really funny to me about this whole entire thing and I don't mean funny as in haha I mean this thing was so stupid like this was like complete stupid this was like the stupidest shit that I've ever seen because like if you watch this whole thing from beginning to end you'd be like how the fuck did this even happen not how the fuck did this even happen and like how did he trick him into doing this is how the fuck did you even try to turn this and that he tricked you because Jericho basically was like Jericho basically said no I'll do it and here's the pen it's like you didn't trick him he just agreed to it like that wasn't trickery you didn't say oh you're, you're too much of a bitch to do it and he just was already agreeing to it. He basically kept saying, I'm going to beat your ass. I could beat your ass. I might beat your ass. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to beat your ass. That's literally what happened. And it's like, how was that trickery? He just told him and he's just like, I'll do it. Okay, do it. All right, I'm doing it. All right. 
You won't outsmart me. The trick part comes into the play when, like, the whole, like, leaving everybody home thing. Like, Sammy and everybody. Okay, I guess that's the trick part because, like, everything else to me just sound like, just sound like, I want to do this. Okay, do it. All right, I'm doing it. Okay. That's what it yeah. sounds like to me. It was, like, it was like, he didn't really outsmart him. He just told him what he wanted to hear. That's it. Yeah, I think that's the only thing, like, the only outsmarting thing, other than that, like, I 100% agree with you. And hell, I'm probably wrong about that part, too, so. No, it just, it just didn't feel that way to me, like, it just, it just felt off. So then yeah. we had the fucking Acclaim versus The Firm, the Acclaim beating up The Firm, Daddy Ass gets fucked by his son's. It's like, eh, okay. Acclaim gets the win. Eh. Whatever. I mean, we know where this is going. Eh, who cares? Yeah. So then we get Tony Schiavone. He coming out to interview Christian, and Christian gets attacked by Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy beats the shit out of Christian until Christian winds up turning the tables and beating Jungle Boy and bloodying Jungle Boy up. I'm like, uh uh-huh. Just like, make it a fucking uh, uh, first blood match and end it. Fuck it. No, because I have a problem with that. Because, all right, fine. Jungle Boy gets busted open. Fine. If that was the only thing, fine. But later on, it's just like, come on, dude. Come on. Like, too much blood. It is, but, like, it's par for the course in this company. Like, like who even cares anymore? Like, fuck it. You're going to do it. Uh, just do it. Yeah, I agree with hundred percent. I, I, I like. I don't want it per se. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna do it, do it. Fuck it. Yeah, it's so fucking. I like it. So Joe says, "Hey, other guy, I'm gonna fight you." All right. I forgot. I forgot Wardlow's name. That's why I called him other guy. <laughs> he said, "He said Wardlow, I'm gonna fight you." I'm like, okay, cool. I have to ask you who the fuck that guy was. <laughs> it's Warlow. So, then we had friend of the show, Sky Blue, take on Soraya. And this was just a match. It was there. Soraya got the win. Once again, this turned into one of the fucking random-ass AEW things because Jamie Hater and Britt Baker comes to run off Tony and Soraya. Then all of a sudden, Ruby Soho's music hits, and Ruby Soho goes, I want the title! Okay, what? Like, where, where, what the fuck just happened? Like, I swear to God, this was one of the things where I was like, did I miss an episode of Dynamite or something? Like, what happened? Where did we get to this? She was like, no, I want the title. Uh, well, okay. Well, all right, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yes. So then we get the American Dragon. He comes out and he's talking. He's cutting a promo. Then MJF comes out, and I swear to God, this this was the funniest part about this. Fucking Brian Danielson goes, MJF. Each week you keep changing your story. I don't know who you are, and it's like, dude, that's who he is. He's a guy that doesn't even know his own fucking backstory. 
Like he has like so many Joker origins. He's like he's like the I Joker. I was just about to compare him to the Joker. Oh my god, we're here, dude. He has so many fucking origins, and then he comes out, and I'm thinking, there's no way he's not gonna have another origin story. Nope, I have another origin story because all I wanted to have in this world was my uh, family, and I just proposed to a girl, and she left me. And I'm mad at you because you have a family. The belt is my only family. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why can we not lock down an origin story for this kid? I want, I just want one origin to be real and just go from there. It's like, what the fuck? Like, one or two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know this company has no writers. Mm-hmm. They just like, do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Second... Since the wrestlers do their own thing, I think MJF has a worse memory than me. Because we all know I have a fucking bad fucking memory. Yes. Like, and like, week by week, like, he just like comes up with a new one because he forgot the prior one. I I believe that. I believe that. (laughs) And the funny part about this is like, people are actually starting to question if him and his fiance got a divorce. I mean, got broken up. And, like, somebody did say online, it was like, yeah, that happened. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck? Like, like I, I, Wow, so he actually made that into a storyline. What the fuck? Yeah, and then he starts talking about Brian Danielson's concussions and how he's going to talk shit about his kids. Brian was like, don't you do it. Don't do it. Then MJF looked into the thing and said, Birdie and Buddy, I'm going to send your dad back permanently. Brian was like, ah, you fucked up now. (laughs) Did they just start fighting? (laughs) It was funny because he just, he said it. He was like, don't do it. Don't do it. He said it. He was like, all right, you fucked up. And he just started beating his ass. I'm worried. (laughs) Chill out. Calm the fuck down. You're going to pay for that. All right, bitch. I got you. (laughs) That shit was funny. It was 100%. Like, why would you be that fucking stupid? Because he's that stupid. And (laughs) then we go to the back and we get Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter is talking and she says, you know what, Roby? Do you want the title? I'll give you a title match. And just to be fair, Soraya, I'll give you a title match too. But then Britt Baker was looking like, girl, I want a title match too? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So, yeah, that storyline's still going on and the fucking slowest of burns ever. And Slowest ever. Like, what the fuck? Do you foresee her turning on fucking um, Jamie? Yeah, I see it happening. Yeah. So, then we had the fucking Battle Royal. And I'm angry at the Battle Royal because of the ending. And also because of, like... AEW used to have the best tag team division. And we've said this multiple times on this podcast. They used to have the best tag team division. Now it's just like complete bottom of the barrel garbage. And it's like, what happened? It's it's weird. One or two good tag teams in that whole shit. Exactly. And it's like, what the fuck happened to this fucking company? Like, they used to have so many good tag teams. It's like, nah, we we just down to this bullshit. Yep. And what I mean by this bullshit, Jeff Jarrett, who pulled a fucking hamstring, it looked like, 
and Jay Leaf will win the fucking match, and now they're in the fucking three, four way. God damn it! Like you could have had like so many fucking tag team in that. In that shit. Cause first of all, whoever won this shit is not winning the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Like not unless they do want to do something completely stupid. So they could have had fucking uh, um, Top Flight go for it again. Mm-hmm. They could have had Dark Order do it because they're good tag teams. Like mm-hmm. off the top of my head, that's the only good tag team in that shit. There's probably more, but those are the only two that come to mind right now. Whatever <coughs> would have been in it, it, it made this match awesome. Exactly. And they wouldn't win. Like fuck it. Why put Jeff and and Jay in that shit when you know they're not winning? And if they do, that's stupid. And I know some people would be like, dude, but they're all in the storyline with the acclaimed and the ass boys. They're all in the storyline together. And it's like, yeah, they are, but like we hate the storyline. Not just us. Like everybody in wrestling hates this fucking storyline. Like they want them to move on. They want everybody to move on. Basically. And speaking of tag teams, two guys that should have been in the tag team, the House of Black say that they're going to face the Young Bucks. And it's like, you could have put the House of Black in there. Like, what the fuck? That is true. That is true. In the King of the Black Throne, I think. They're, mm-hmm. they're two of them are called. Yeah. And that just, like, brings up the fucking thing that I've said before. There was no need for the trios title because you could have even had the fucking Young Bucks in there. You could have had the Young Bucks in there. It's like, it's so stupid. Like, it's so, like, they had so much. And they just, like, it's all crumbling to pieces. And it's like, why? Why is this a thing? Throwback that should have, like, been happened, right? Mm -hmm. Fucking um, Adam Page and Kenny Omega. They're former tag team champions. See, like, all of that. They had this (laughs) great thing. And it's like, no, we're just going to throw everything away. Fuck it. Yeah, it's just uh... so then we get this big huge giant important announcement and like I said I was privy to this announcement isn't going to be as big as you think and it's not going to be as cool or what you think because Tony Khan says hey I have a dude why does everybody make that joke literally everyone has made that joke (laughs) When people say it's the big important CM Punk coming back, it's like literally a joke. What the fuck? Yeah, because you you know I'm joking. Um, streaming service? Finally? Dude, wish, wish. <laughs> They're introducing but, a new title. Jesus Christ, hell no. Please, no more. No more titles. <laughs> Jesus. Go ahead. Tell them what it is. So Tony Khan says, well, since he's here, I'm going to let this guy do it. Adam Cole, Adam Cole, you do it. You tell this big, important announcement. I'm going to leave. You do it. So Adam goes, well, in a few weeks, we're going to have a show called AEW All Access. And it's basically a reality show that have a backstage of our lives. And it's going to happen in a few weeks. And also... That night that it debuts, I'm going to have my first match back. So that cuts out the revolution theory. So he's not going to be wrestling the revolution. At this point, I wanted to cancel my subscription to their fucking um, streaming service, which doesn't exist. Jesus. (laughs) So 
to clarify this, this was already in the works after Road to the Top got canceled. They were looking to do a new reality show. They had yeah. already been filming this. It was already in the works. Not a big, huge announcement. So I seen some hot takes and somebody was like, oh, but you guys shit on Total Divas, but you're totally going to love this show. And it's like, no the fuck I'm not. Because I didn't watch Road to the Tops. I stopped watching Total Divas after two seasons. And like, I'm just, it's just not it. And people are like, oh, this is going to get people into the business. This is going to get... The reason Total Divas was so different and it got a lot of women watching it, one, because of the channel that it was on, and two, because it was women. It got a lot of female wrestlers coming into the business because they were watching, keeping up with the Kardashians, seeing commercials for Total Divas and was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Another reality show? I'm going to watch it. They started watching it and then started to become wrestling fans. That's how a lot of women got into WWE because of Total yeah. Divas. This I'm mistaken, the like, Kardashians are on the same channel too. Yeah, I just said that. They would like they would be they would literally be running the Kardashian show and showing commercials for Total Divas during the Kardashian show because they were on yeah. the same network. And like sometimes the Kardashians would just be over and they would be like, oh, Total Divas is here. Come on after Kardashians. And it used to be like it was a thing. And that's how they got so many fans because of the Total Divas era. This is on, first of all, this is on TBS right after wrestling. It might be a good reality show. Here's the problem. You don't hear anybody talking about, oh, I watch Roads to the Top. Literally all of the wrestling fans literally was like, I watched one episode and that was it. I watched zero episodes of that show. Okay, I think I watched 0.0. Yeah. And then, like, I will watch this show because I want to support Adam Cole. I want to support him. So I'm going to watch it because this is going to kind of be sitting around him and Britt Baker and, like, a few other people. I'm going to watch it for them. Like, I don't really know what to expect from this and like probably after episode one I'll be done because like depending on how this is it's like uh, yeah I, I don't think I'll care but it's a reality Sorry, show I love y'all I'm not watching I'm being honest yeah like I said I'm gonna give it one episode because I want I want to support Adam Cole and then like after that it's it's a, probably a no for me I love Adam Cole, but no. No. So, then we get the guns coming to Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett saying, hey, you guys take care of our problem. We'll take care of your problem. And I was so baffled by this. It's like, you guys have the same problem. It's the acclaim. They don't like the acclaim. You don't like the acclaim. What was the point in you asking them to take out the acclaim? My question was, what's the problem then? Like, what's the second problem? Like, the fuck? I I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm so confused. Like, that segment should have been saved for next week. Mm -hmm. When the next team is in this shit. Exactly. The next team could be their problem. It would have made a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. So, then we get to the main event. And... 
I heard so many dumb fucking hot takes from this, and it pissed me off because of this. Because it's Evil Uno versus John Moxley. And Evil Uno, in the middle of the match, takes off his shirt and Russell's shirtless. And I saw so many people go, Evil Uno's fat. Why is he in the main event? Who is this fat jobber in the main event? Evil Uno's cool, but I wish he would have kept his shirt on because now he looks like a fat ass. And it's like, what the fuck you people? Fuck each and every one of you people for even coming up with that. Evil Uno exactly. worked hard to get his body back to normal. Fuck you. Fuck you. Don't talk shit about Evil Uno. Evil Uno's awesome. Fuck you. And yeah, fuck each and every he, one of you. He's looking, he looking good. Like uh, I'm proud of him. Me too. These motherfuckers are talking yeah. shit about him. I'm like, fuck you people. Fuck all of you people. Don't talk shit about Evil Uno. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm Let's, just mad because he made it onto a fucking main event and y'all can't even fucking make it onto the fucking, like, curtain jerker. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck them, man. But yeah. this this match was so fucking good because Evil... Like, Evil Udo was fucking working his ass off. It's like, wow. Yeah. He fucked Moxie up at one point. They were like, what the fuck? Did he bloody him? I swear he bloodied him. No, no, he didn't. Moxley bloody Evil Uno. Like, he bloody Uno to the point, like, he was leaking. Like, yeah. and I I did not leak. I did not like that at all. Like, not only because, like, Evil Uno's cool, but, like, he had him bleeding. It was, like, too much blood. And, like, you can tell when it's too much blood because Moxley had him in a move. And it literally just was dripping out of his head. Not, like, oh, just a little piece. Like, doo, doo. it was, like, brrr, just leaking. It was like, come on, dude. This is too much. Visual perspective, for those of you wrestling fans who didn't watch this, picture Brett versus um, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the sharpshooter. It was similar to that. Yes. And I'm just like, dude, why? Like, this is too much blood. And, and I hate when I hate when stupid young people go, oh, you would have never last in the ECW arena. Dude, I lived through the ECW arena, the CZW arena. Like, you cannot tell me anything about blood. Like, every time I say this, Zandig fucking hanging from hooks, blood all over it. You can't tell me. I. That was back in the day. We have evolved past this blood thing. And don't tell me, oh, WWE has made you soft. I watch fucking GCW. Please just stop with the bullshit and just know some things are not to keep going like this, okay? FMW, like, people will not survive the shit that we watched. <laughs> exactly, and they just act like, oh, it's because of WWE, you guys are so soft. No, fuck you. We know what this shit is. Just shut the fuck up. And even then, not to, like, give them too much credit, even back in the day, WWE had some horrific shit. Fucking... Uh, um, Mick Foley off that fucking hell in the cell injector. The tooth up his fucking nose or whatever. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That was fucking horrible. Yeah, and like when we say we don't want to see blood, like it's literally like a thing where they're like people have the, like two blood in this match, like two people have to bleed, and it's like why? Like why? why? Unless it serves a purpose, like what's the point? Yeah, and a lot of time it doesn't serve a purpose. Like it's just they're mm-hmm. doing it just to do it. Yeah. You could have made Evil Uno pass out and, you know what I mean, like, nothing. 
Yeah, but no, he passed out with all that blood and Evil Uno's done. And then Moxley keeps beating his ass. And then five and ten come out, or whatever their names are. Silver and Reynolds. They show up. Yeah. They, they run down yeah, to the ring. <laughs> five, yeah, five and four. And then here comes the Blackpool Combat Club. And they beat the shit out of them. It's like, oh shit. They, they're they totally so at this fucking point, they're really heel. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're 100% heels at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, I pointed out to you, though, right? Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, as far as we know, because they, they haven't said anything, he's still mm-hmm. part of the group. He's yep. a face. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. heel. So mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on here? Yep. It's like they just basically... Because, remember, Brian Danielson was a heel... And they were faces. Now it's switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they started, when they started out, like he was the heel of it. Mm-hmm. I came out of the heel tunnel. <laughs> it just was so weird. <laughs> but now, like, they're beating the shit out of everybody. And then Hangman comes out. Hangman goes right at the Moxley. Hangman starts punching him. And Hangman busts him open. Moxley finally gets to bleed in his match. He's happy. It's just like, God damn it. I got off. Yay. That's basically what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that was AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm glad That's the only thing. Yeah, me too. So, little news stuff. It wasn't like a lot of news that happened. Um, okay. So, people have been asking about Cameron Grimes, and Cameron Grimes is still with WWE. They just haven't figured out what they want to do with him. Now, my speculation is they're going to bring him back after WrestleMania. Like, that's okay. all. It, that's all I can figure out. Like after WrestleMania. Because, like, that's when a lot of fresh matchups and a lot of things are going to get freshened up. Like, new people are going to get brought up, blah, blah, blah. That's that's usually when it happens right after WrestleMania. So, everybody's just been asking about him. It's like, eh, it, it's coming. Okay. So, last night, when the big important announcement was coming up, there was a thing where somebody had a speculation. They go, oh my God, they're going to announce Forbidden Door 2. And Mercedes Monet is going to come out and she's going to get involved tonight and she's going to be on AEW. Which a lot of the Sasha crew was like, oh my God, she's going to be there. She's going to be there. So they just immediately flipped over and was like, oh, she's going to be there. And then a the big announcement came and was like, oh, that's that didn't happen and I'm like oh my god I don't know why you guys jumped to that but here's the funny part it was like it was an actual thing that somebody seen through like their cable providers that Forbidden Door 2 is set on the schedule it's set in I think it's like June 24th or something it's like set in the schedule and it's like it's there in Spectrum Cable they have a thing and it says June 24th AEW Forbidden Door. 
that's like that was already like the rumor that was out there. It was already a big thing, and it was like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. But then everybody was like, oh, well, Mercedes Monet is going to show up on AEW and this and that, and it's like none of that stuff was happening. That was pure speculation on your part, which wasn't going to happen. Like she probably will show up eventually if that show does go down. And people was like, why didn't he make that announcement? Because it's not, to be honest, it's what we saw on a cable company thing. That doesn't mean it's actually like 100% set in stone. It's just what you saw on a cable thing was like, oh, this is a thing. That doesn't mean it's set in stone. Yeah, and from what the person said was, it's going to be in Japan. And it's like, so what you saw on the spectrum thing was literally it would be like fucking eight o'clock in the morning in Japan. That's not where this was. It said eight it said eight o'clock at night in the US, which is eight o'clock in the morning in Japan. So yeah. that's not happening. No Japanese company is gonna be like, no, we're gonna do this here. And I know somebody's like, well, maybe it's happening in America. I 100% think that's a no-go because I think my sources are correct. It's supposed to be in Japan because they like, we're going to do this first one in America. We're doing the next one in Japan. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen with the second one. Yeah, so like, I don't know what's wrong with people. And yes, it's happening. We just don't know when it's happening, so people can just stop going, oh, but no, it's happening. We just don't know when it's happening. So just yeah. relax, people. And, like, yeah, like, that's the thing. I mean, it's nothing else really going on, because, like, we have the WrestleMania card. We've been telling you guys what's on the WrestleMania card, which a lot of people are, like, now all of a sudden going... Oh, this match is happening in WrestleMania. This match is happening in WrestleMania. This match. And it's like, we did a whole lineup of what's going down at WrestleMania, and they're just confirming shit that we've already said. It's like, yeah, no, it's fine. We already confirmed all of that. Pay attention, people. Exactly. So, with that said, we're going to end the episode. We'll be back at our regularly scheduled time on Saturday. So, any last words? I just said it. Pay attention, people. Pay attention to what he says. Because he, like, put up all WrestleMania and everything else he says, too. So. 